the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast and it starts now. You know, they scored in a couple of plays and, and we hit the post. You know, he made some good saves. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were right in it. It was a tough... Uh, Tough back to back, and um, yeah, I thought we did our did a good job of keeping ourselves in the game and giving us a good chance to win. Yeah, you lose the flow a little bit. We uh, can't be taking that many penalties. Obviously, they got a ton of great players and uh, really good power play, and they scored one on us. So uh, tough, especially on a back to back. You know, a couple penalties in a row, it loses the flow. But I th- thought we did a good job in the third, bouncing back and, and fighting back. And um, yeah, I think we had a ton of great chances to to score and, and tie the game up. You know, I think on the positive side, you can come away and be like. You know, we fought right to the end. We were in that game. Uh, you know, one goes posting in. It's a totally different game. So, um, yeah, tough schedule and just, just a good fight all the way to the end. Well, that's Robert Thomas after the St. Louis Blues fell to the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 4-2 to two in Pittsburgh. And a Blues head now into a break that has them not playing any games until Thursday. And they're doing so on a two-game losing streak. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome to Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. And last night, the Blues fell to the Penguins by a score of 4-2, a game they never led in. And the St. Louis Blues are now 2-16-1 when the other team scores first. They tied the game up on a power play goal by Thomas. They gave up the lead again on a power play goal by Malkin. They pulled to within one goal to make it 3-2 on an even-strength goal by Kapanen. But an empty net puck battle won by the Penguins leads to a goal by Crosby. And the Penguins skate to the victory. Coming up on the podcast, a little bit different for you today. You'll hear from Drew Bannister. Of course, we'll have the highlights in a moment. You'll get the breakdown that we had with Cam Jansen. But with Colton Pareko playing in game number 613, that ties him for fifth all-time for a defenseman on the Blues all-times games played list. And we sat down with the player he tied, Hall of Famer Al McKinnis. We've got that interview coming your way here momentarily. But first, let's get you through the highlights of last night's game. And that one's off the stick of Smith to center. Recovered by Ruedel as he passes to Ludwig around a broken stick. Or at least a left stick on the ice. Comes free in front. They shoot and score. The turnover to the wrong guy of Kenny Melkin. He passed that right in front to Drew O'Connor. The Penguins take a 1-0 lead. 428 to go in the first period of play. Krug. Down along the wing, Shen to Krug. Moves it over to Kairou. Over to Thomas. They score! A power play goal by Robert Thomas. His first power play tally of the season. Ties the game 1-1. 18.54 to go, period number two. Who's win the draw? Shoot, score. Wow. Take the lead, two to one the score. Malkin the power play goal. Penguins got the puck, cleared it out. Get it ahead to a char, he'll dump it in. Coming out of the net, Holfer back into the corner, but right to the Penguins, deflected in front, and they score. A bad goalie exchange out of the corner. Mistake by Holfer, and the Penguins tuck it in. It's three to one. 
15-12 to go in the third period. Kapanen battling a great hustle by Kasperi Kapanen and Jake Neighbors. Over to the far side as we go back at even strength. Perunovic shoots, they score! Kapanen deflects the puck down going through the middle of the ice. It's an even strength goal, but the Blues are back within one. Three to two the score, 9.29 to go, third period. Over on the right side, Blues go to pull the goalie. Dairu gave it up, but Neighbors tries to get it back for the Blues. They had three on the puck, and it squirts to the near corner. They spring it to the near side. Loose puck going ahead to Crosby. Crosby to the empty net, and they score. That habit has not left the Blues game yet. Penguins get the empty net goal and take a 4-2 lead. Ten seconds to go. Penguins will take care of business on home ice. Once again, after the Blues try to get the four games over 500, they follow it up with consecutive losses. They fall to the Penguins 4-2 here tonight. Thomas will throw his stick in frustration. But the Blues fall by a score of 4-2. Following the game, Drew Bannister gave his thoughts on the contest. You know, the first goal, we make a you know mistake in the neutral zone. Our deep pinches when he shouldn't ends up in the back of our net, and then uh, you know we 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 take an undisciplined planet in the second. They they make us pay, you know. Um, up to then we we played a pretty pretty good road game, but then we're chasing the game. Um, they're able to score to, to to separate. We we get ourselves close. You know our power play scores again, and you know we had some opportunities. We had hit a few crossbars, a few posts, but you know again like we can't uh, we can't make those mistakes in the neutral zone. We can't take those penalties. It's just. The margin of, uh, of errors is just its too small, and we got to be better in those areas. The second period, uh, yeah, we, we didn't get much flow going. We didn't shoot many pucks. Um, you know, I, I thought in the first, you know, we had the puck. We could have shot more. I, I thought in the third we started to shoot more pucks, you know, and, um, you know, missing by a couple inches. I don't know how many crossbars or posts we hit in the third. There was a few. Uh, but, but the second we, you know, af- after, you know, we took that penalty and they scored, we were... You know, we weren't able to generate anything. I thought again, we were we were passing up opportunities to, to shoot. We weren't getting to the net. Um, you know, and we just we, we didn't get much going in the second period, and we started to to shoot more. We had good opportunities. We had some good looks. We created some chaos around the net. Um, we just I thought in the second we again we we were instead of looking to shoot, we were looking to pass. The lanes closed off on us, and you know we weren't able to get anything to the net. I thought Joel was really good. I mean, uh, in the second there, you know, a couple of bounces, they were able to spring loose, and he made some real good saves for us to keep us, you know, keep us in the game when it was 2-1. Um, so he gave us an opportunity to win here tonight. That's your head coach, Drew Bannister. Now let's check in with Cam Jansen. He filled in on the broadcast for Joe Vitale. Here's Cam Jansen's breakdown of yesterday's game. Yeah, the exchange from Hofer was a mistake. And, of course, you know, the penalty, the offensive zone penalty by Sammy Blay, that didn't help anything. Um... But, yeah, look, back-to-back games, they didn't have enough energy, in my opinion. I thought maybe that fourth line would come out and and help out a little bit to to, to drive that energy and maybe force Drew Bannister to maybe. You've said this a couple times now. What, like, how do they drive the energy? What what did the fourth line need to do that they did not do tonight? Well, you, you got legs. You didn't play much yesterday. This is your type of game. This is a fourth line type of game where you come out and you show the rest of the team, hey, we're in this, we're in this. 
a couple bang shifts, a couple end zone uh, uh, shifts where you're, you're hemming, the, hemming the, them in the, the offensive zone, and, of course, you get a nice change. That kind of stuff, energy, because everybody else has been playing a lot of minutes, that kind of stuff. These are your type of games if you're a fourth liner, and they didn't really do that. It's not all on the fourth line, don't get me wrong, but little things like that help out. You look at this game the way it started. You know, in the first period, the St. Louis Blues had a lot of shot attempts. They had eight shots on goal. They had six missed. They had 14 that were blocked. So they had 20 shot attempts that were missed or blocked in the first period. The rest of the way through, only seven blocked shots. So they, they found a way to get more shots through to the net. But one area that was clearly missing tonight was net front presence. There were rebounds given up by Jari. And even if you go back and you look at the Dallas game and you look at the Colorado game, there were rebounds, not enough net front presence. Maybe it's flybys, maybe it's guys not stopping, maybe it's the timing of the shot waiting for traffic. All of that combines, but you, they're, they're not finding enough dirty goals right now, which is what's stalling some five-on-five offense. Well, whenever they did have some chances, the common denominator was, was guys in front of the net, just dirty, greasy goals, hitting yeah. off different things and stuff like that. If you compare what the Blues did in front of the net, to what Pittsburgh did tonight in front of that. It's night and day, and I'm sure they're going to see that in the video in a couple days. When players talk to the media after the game, you've, you've been in the room here in this. Uh, you'll hear a lot of, well, you know, we had some chances, and, and Tori Krug hit the post in the third. Butchnevich uh, uh, hit the post in the yep. third. Kyra got the puck on his stick, made a nice play, heck of a save from Jari, you know, and then the puck stays out, you know, on that one. You can look and say, well, we got chances. But at some time when the microphone's down, do you sit there and you just frustrate all like chances don't get you wins. No. Bearing down and getting those goals is what gets you the yeah, wins. Yeah, no, no. Bearing down and getting the goals, you're absolutely right. Because you know what? Pittsburgh hit the post a couple times too. So now it evened itself out. So, no, just just not enough. And, again, especially at the end, there's a couple times where I thought they'd, they'd have a, a little bit a, a more of a jump on some of the breakaways. There was two two-on-ones, and they just didn't have their legs Actually, those would have been breakaways, and they turned into two-on-ones because they were able to let the uh, the other team kind of get back because they weren't, they didn't have enough. And uh, but they course, were still in this game pretty were. much all the way to the end. They were. And even when it became three to one, they were able to get that goal by Kapanen and make it three to two. So when you look at the big picture now, that's three losses. You know, it's in the first eight games. So now five and three uh, under Drew Bannister. But are you seeing? A foundation starting to build in terms of a style of play that that is coming along. Yeah, I did since the since uh, game one with Drew Bannister. I told you, I, I think the pace has been just night and day. Um, but then you get you, you know yesterday was good, and then you come out here and it's kind of there were some good things, there were some bad things. There's a little bit of everything. So you know, yesterday you, you say, yeah, we we could we, we lose games like that, we'll deal with it. You're gonna win most. Uh, you're gonna win more than you're gonna lose if you play like you did yesterday. Today's a different story. They just didn't have enough, and the big boys didn't uh, score in the opportunities that presented itself to them. And you can tell that when uh, I thought Robert Thomas had a heck of a game, game today. Robert, uh, maybe the Blues' uh, best player on the ice in that sense. The second to him might be Kapanen. Uh, but you can see when, when uh, the, the other wingers and that top line isn't completely clicking like they typically have, you see where that drop-off and the depth scoring and maybe not even depth scoring as much as even just chances yeah. has been. Puck possession Blues. and all that stuff. The puck was bouncing all over the place. They were just a step behind. But I will give Robert Thomas a, a shout-out there. He, he he had the puck pretty much the whole game. He was making plays. He was doing his thing. Campbell, when the, when the puck is bouncing around, if you're close enough to each other and with support on the ice, 
you tend to find control anyway. Yeah. It looks a lot worse when they're as spread out as the Blues seem to stay today. That puck bounces around, and then it's immediately coming up. There's no second battle on the puck because of the, the lack of support didn't give you a chance to really hold that in. Yeah, of course. you got to support each other. I just thought in the offensive zone, the very beginning, just you get, get pucks through. Then you started to get pucks through a little bit. You started crashing that, but just didn't click enough to beat this Pittsburgh Penguins team, and um, it was a tough one tonight. All right, so what do we have for the three stars of the game and the work boots tonight? I got uh, number three, Robert Thomas, again. Great game, had a ton of chances, and uh, probably could have had a uh, three- or four-point night. Number two, the big boy, 71, Evgeny Malkin. I, I don't think there's too many games where he doesn't uh, he's so do crazy something. good, isn't he? And he's big. Huh. Uh, number one star, Tristan Jari. Uh, I thought he would, had, a, had a great game, got, got a couple pucks off the – off the beak, made some big-time saves at big-time moments. So Jari gets that, and the hard uh, hat award goes to Casperi uh, Kapanen. I thought he was moving his feet, got hit in the face with a puck, got got slew-footed, still made a play, got a nice little tip, kept the boys alive. So I'm going to give him a little shout-out for the hard hat. Well, again, yesterday, Colton Pareko played in career game number 613 for the Blues, tying him with Al McInnes for fifth all-time on the St. Louis Blues games played list. Next up, on Thursday... If he's able to play and doesn't get hurt, of course, he'll be tying Barkley Plager at 614. And then two games after that, he'll tie Bob Plager for third on the Blues defenseman all-time games played list with 616. We talked Colton Pareko with Al McInnes, and here's the interview on the Curbside Reaction Podcast. Al, Colton Pareko tonight playing in his 613th NHL game. Ties you for fifth all time. You played a lot of games for the, the the St. Louis Blues, but in this process, you've also now watched Colton play as many games for the Blues as you played. When you look back at kind of day one and the development of this uh, terrifically nice, amazing young man, what what, do, what comes to mind when you think of Colton Pareko? Well, uh, first of all, just the person he is. Uh, you couldn't meet a, a nicer young man off the ice. Uh, very polite, very respectful, uh, great teammate, and obviously a great hockey player. But I just can't, I just can't, I'm so surprised in how quick the time goes by. You know, I can remember uh, not long ago, you know, we drafted this guy at a Fort McMurray in Tier 2 hockey and goes to the University of Alaska and, and, and then with the Blues now. And it's just so hard to believe to, that he's played the, that many games. But um, the other thing with, uh, with Colton over his career, he's been, he's been very durable. Uh, if you look at his stats and his games played per year, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I was looking at that, except for the year that he was dealing with those herniated discs, which was, I believe, the 2021 season. He missed 24 games. The year before that, in the COVID-shortened season, when players and stuff were dealing with COVID as well, he missed seven. Aside from that, it's been 3-2-1 or none. And to play in an era where there's a ton of shot blocking, things along those kind of lines, to get through a season like that, heck, even the year that he missed those 24 games, he was playing 20 or so games with herniated discs in his back trying to make it work yeah it's incredible and uh you know and it, it, it's just a reflection on when, when a guy is healthy how well he can play and and this year is an indication of that and uh he's been excellent since day one but you're right uh in this in this day and age where players we know colton we know his size we know he's incredible shape but there's a lot of other players just as big just as fast and you know, to be able to stay healthy as long as he has over the course of his nine years here and be as durable, it is pretty impressive, but it's just an indication in how well and how hard he works off the ice to be ready for those the minutes he's prepared to play each year. You know, over the last couple of years, uh, he might have caught a lot of heat from some fans, and you and I were talking one day in Columbus, and you had a great phrase, you said, Curbs, the 
day we move a guy like that is a day we're looking for a guy like that. Has it been satisfying for you to watch the kind of season he's having? You're, you're talking about a player playing 22 minutes of even strength hockey a night, getting no time on the power play, penalty killing, and every shift is against the other team's best. Well, you hit the nail on the head. The hardest thing is, is for a defenseman is playing against the other team's top line each and every night, and he's not getting any breathing room out there. He's not getting a break. It's, it's each and every night, and... You know, I can go back and, and, and just remember back in the day when, when uh, a defenseman by the name of Chris Pronger came along and all of a sudden uh, he started playing against the other uh, team's top lines and I mostly got the second line. He added about five years, seven years to my career curve. So that's a tough ask. And, and you're 100% right. Like when you, when you decide to move a guy like that, the first thing you're doing is looking, looking for a defenseman that's long, rangy, um, you know, can kill plays. He can carry the puck out of trouble. He's got a good first pass. And uh, there's not many guys lined up to play against the McKinnons and the McDavid's uh, each and every night. And now when he skates, and, and you see this scouting all these games, it, when he starts skating, it's hard for some of the fastest forwards in the league to catch him, and he's skating with the puck. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's 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 a, just, a, just a guy playing with confidence, right? And you just can see it. And... Uh, when a player is playing with confidence, he's got good hands. He's thinking out there. Uh, he's moving his feet. Uh, like you said, he can carry the puck out of trouble. And uh, when you don't have confidence, it's a, it's a complete opposite. But uh, he's been very good for us this year, and uh, we expect that to continue. So you played 613. Barkley Plager played 614. Bobby played 616. So in real short order, he's going to climb the list of some all-time Blues greats in terms of games played. It's a neat grouping of former Blues to be a part of, especially when you throw both Plager brothers in there. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, he belongs in that conversation. He's been a good player for us for a long time, and uh, and he's just going to keep, keep going to climb the ladder. I mean, uh, um, I mean, this guy's he loves playing in St. Louis. Like anybody that puts that Blues jersey on, they love playing here. They love playing in front of the fans. And uh, uh, certainly we have no plans of uh, moving him anytime soon. Well, on those lines, we get a, we get the young kid then coming in uh, for the game today, Matt Kessel. So now you get a, at the same time we're talking about a guy moving up the game's play chart, we're talking about a guy playing in game number three. Well, what can you tell us about uh, what you guys have seen from Matt Kessel this year and over the last growth for him to start breaking into the league? Well, the biggest thing for Matt this year compared to his previous year in Springfield is consistency. You know, he has the ability uh, to, uh, to play at this level. He's a big, strong defender. Uh, he's got a good first pass. Uh, he can kill plays in, in the D zone. Um, and uh, he's engaged. And uh, this guy, uh, you know, had to work on his consistency. And that's, listen, that's for all the young guys, right? And, and this level, you have to be consistent game in and game out. He's been very, very good for us in Springfield. And uh, he was just waiting for this opportunity. He's got it, and hopefully he'll make the best of it. So we wrap up with Al McKinnis. One thing that I guess still seems to ring true is you can be a fantastic player. And, yes, you do have your outliers like a Kale McCarr. And, and those outliers will always be there in, in small numbers. But it still takes defensemen a while to really develop, to find their true potential in the National Hockey League, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it takes time. Um, just, you know, playing against different players and, and, and what their, you know, tendencies are and 
you know, you got certain guys you're going to be up against, and it just takes time. And the unfortunate part for defensemen, you know, you can't afford those mistakes because a lot of them end up in the back of the net because, you know, these guys can shoot and can score in the National Hockey League, you know, on most lines to, in this game. So you have to be consistent. You have to be able to defend hard. You have to be able to keep the puck out of your net. And, uh, you know, we're going to hope that uh, Matt uh, Kessel, you know, he's got the opportunity, and hopefully he can do that tonight. Thanks, Al. You're welcome. Well, big thanks to Al McKinnis for giving us a couple of minutes. A big thanks to you for tuning into the podcast. We bring it to you each and every day following a St. Louis Blues game. You get highlights, locker room reaction, opinion, breakdown, and more on each and every podcast. And don't forget, every now and then, we throw up curbside exclusives with one-on-one interviews. And if you go back through one of the episodes, you can hear Doug Armstrong talking about the Blues prospects at the World Juniors. And even we sat down with Tom Stillman talking about the coaching change and the direction of this franchise. Thanks again for tuning in to Curbside Reaction. Hope you have a safe and happy New Year's Eve, a great start to the 2024 calendar year. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a terrific day, and we will see you at the rink.